0: Hey, Heartland, Steve Carter here. Today, we're wrapping up our series, Out of Style. I grew up in Southern California, and I remember as a kid, there was only one person I wanted to be like. I mean, Gatorade had a commercial about this. I would sit at home watching my favorite sports and all of a sudden that theme song would come up where Michael Jordan was just gliding through the air and that song, I want to be, I want to be like Mike. And I would go out to the playground I'd go out to my driveway. I'd have my basketball, my Air Jordans on and I would just mimic. I would follow his example. I would try and be like Mike. Maybe you had someone growing up you wanted to be like. Maybe it was some famous classic rock guitarist or lead singer. Maybe he was a drummer. Maybe it was an actress. Maybe it was a business leader. Maybe it was a teacher. But in the rabbinic culture, during the days of Jesus, every child, they didn't want to be an athlete. They wanted to be like their rabbi, their teacher. And what's amazing is in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul, who we know as an apostle, this one who was sent out to, to go and make disciples, was a rabbi. And this rabbi had some incredible things to say. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he says this, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. It's a powerful phrase. I mean, any leader who can say that, any Christ follower who can say that to another person, hey, follow me as I follow Christ. Watch how I live, follow that, because if you do that, you are going to be like Christ. Just like I would go out into the driveway and I would kind of do a double pump like Jordan. What Paul was saying is, watch how I showcase patience. And if you do this, you will be more like Christ. Watch how I extend grace and mercy. You do this, you will be more like Christ. See, as a kid growing up, the synagogue would teach you how to become like your rabbi and to not just know what they knew, but to be like them and how you lived your one and only life. And Jesus goes out to kind of find disciples. He finds a whole bunch of high school age students. Some of them are working as fishermen. Uh, some are doing some odd jobs. And he looks at them and he says in Hebrew, what he's saying is, come follow me. He's not saying, hey, come follow me where I go. But he's saying, come follow in my yoke, my teaching, my way of living. Come follow and Become. Become. Become like me. In this day and age, I believe more than ever, what's gone out of style is becoming Christ like. Uh, some scholars will call this Christoformity, becoming conformed in the likeness of Christ. Becoming like Christ in the way we engage with difficult people. Becoming like Christ in the ways that we choose grace and truth and peace and forgiveness. Becoming like Christ in the ways that we welcome everyone to our table. Becoming like Christ has gone out of style. Uh, We, I think in many ways, for many of us, have become more shaped Informed by our news outlets, by what we watch, not by our rabbi, not by our teacher, not by our pastor, not by our mentors, not by spiritual leaders, but by news anchors, by bloggers, by people on social media. And often what that does is, when the whole world is looking to discover what is the church like, what is God like, what is Christ like, The people that are saying that they are followers look more like a news company or more like an agenda than they do the flesh and blood of our Lord, our Savior, and our Rabbi Jesus. Friends, for me, I look at this book, the scriptures, as an invitation for each of us. I'm preaching to myself right now to really become more like Jesus. One of Jesus's disciples, his name was John, and oftentimes he, he referenced himself as the one whom Jesus loved, which I just think is fantastic. That's how he talked about himself. I'm the one whom Jesus loved. The other guy, that's Peter. But me, I'm the one who Jesus loved. He says this in 1 John 2, verse six, whoever claims to live in him in Christ must live as he did, as Jesus did. It's not just living as Christ did sometimes, living as Christ did when it's convenient, living as Christ did when it actually suits your own personal agenda, living as Christ did when it works for you, living as Christ did all the time. The cadet's prayer which is a sacred, sacred prayer that West Point's chaplain in the 1920s would teach the cadets. I had this line that was just so beautiful. May we choose the harder right over the lesser wrong. That's what I believe that John is getting and referring to whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. And Jesus was the master of manifesting the harder right over the lesser wrong the harder right of going to the cross, the harder right of speaking up for those that were less than, the harder right of making space, the harder right for showcasing forgiveness, the harder right rather than the lesser wrong. That's what it means to be Christ-like. But if you're like me, and there were moments in my driveway or moments in, at the park or moments even in a basketball game, high school or college, where I could really say aspirationally I wanna be like Mike. I wanna be like Michael Jeffrey Jordan born on February 17th in 1963. I could tell you all the facts about Michael Jordan. I could tell you stats. I could tell you about how he met his first wife Juanita. I could tell you about his kids. I could tell you about his house in Chicago. I could tell you about how they designed his shoes. I could tell you stories after stories after stories about Michael Jeffrey Jordan, but if you had to ask me, Steve, have you ever met him? I'd say, no. You know what we call those people? We call them stalkers. Stalkers. They're people who know a whole bunch of facts about someone, but they've never actually met him. And the truth is, I think the, the local church is filled with a lot of people who know stories about Jesus, but I beg you to ask yourself the question, have you met him? Do you know him? Is your life, when it's not convenient and easy, like him? I don't mean to, to kind of preach at you. I'm telling you, honestly, I'm preaching to myself. I have to ask myself, honestly, when I get up and I open this book in the morning, when I get up to, to preach a message, I have to ask myself, how is this actually going after parts of my life, parts of my story that are out of alignment with the way of Jesus for whoever claims to live in Christ must live as Jesus did, must live as he did. Paul will speak to the church in Rome and and he's talking about how easy it is for us to conform to the world, to the patterns of our day to certain priorities or agendas that in many ways are subversely against the way of Jesus. And he says this in Romans 12 too, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, sometimes when I have to ask myself, is my life worthy of imitating. If someone did not have this book, the Bible, and all they had was Steve Carter's life, what would my life tell them about who my God, my Christ, my Lord, my Savior, my rabbi is really like? But people say, oh man, Jesus must love Michigan football, must love the Chicago Bears, in all honesty, what would my life say about forgiveness, about humility, about transparency, about unconditional love, about patience, about grace, about telling the truth, about being the and doing the harder right? Would my life proclaim what I actually believe or would someone say, that guy is just stalking a man who lived 2,000 years ago? I think every one of us has to wrestle with that, and we have to be really, really honest. Are there patterns of this world that we've conformed to, rather being transformed by Christ's likeness or Christ's being formed and conformed to the image and likeness and the way of Jesus Christ? As one of your pastors, I want that for you. I want when someone sees you that they would see what Jesus is all about. One of my favorite authors is a man by, name, by the name Henry Nouwen. And Henry uh, was a professor for a long time at Yale. He taught some classes on religion and spirituality. And one day, a former student who happened to be back in town decided to sneak into one of Henry Nowen's classes. He loved Dr. Nowen. At the end of the class, this former student walks down front and says, Dr. Nowen, hey, I know this is crazy. I took your class a few years ago. I loved your teaching, but I just, just wondered, um, are you free for lunch or coffee this afternoon? And Dr. Nowen had had a cancellation earlier that morning and goes, the craziest thing, I, I'm actually free. And so they end up going to grab lunch. They, they sit out at a picnic table. They talk for about 60 minutes. Towards the end of the conversation, this former student looks at Dr. Nowen and says, Dr. Nowen, when I'm with you, I feel as if I'm in the presence of Christ. Those are powerful words. Those are powerful words. But that's what this former student felt when he was with Dr. Nowen. And Dr. Nowen, without skipping a beat, quickly responds, my son, it's the Christ in you that recognizes the Christ in me. Friends, what I long for is that when people leave your presence, people would know who you are trying to be like. Not a sibling, not a coworker, not someone in Hollywood, not some amazing athletic superstar. I hope that when people leave your presence, whether in Rockford, Belvedere, Chicagoland, or beyond, that people would see you I go, when I'm with you, I feel as if I'm in the presence of Christ. Why? Because you've decided to imitate the way of Jesus, his grace, his peace, his love, his humility, his patience. Friends, uh, one of the prayers I often pray is around this idea of Christlikeness. I usually will start and want to invite you to join me. But the simple way is I'll sit and I'll just have my hands open (laughs) because sometimes I might know something in my brain, but somehow almost like Neil Armstrong once when he was asked by a journalist, tell me about the farthest journey you've ever gone on. And the journalist was trying to prep him to talk about going to the moon. And Neil Armstrong, who was a believer said, "Uh, it's 18 inches. And the journalist was like, what? And Neil Armstrong said, yeah, getting what I know to be true about Jesus in my head down to my heart so that it can be applied to my life. And sometimes I'll know something, but somehow there's a resistance. So often I just pray with my hands open, almost in a posture of just receiving. And I invite you, wherever you are, maybe just to to sit with your hands open And may you pray these words, Lord, make me like your son. Christ-like in my patience. Christ-like in my hospitality. Christ-like in my love. Christ-like in my humility. Christ-like in my forgiveness. Christ-like in my peace, Christ-like in my self-control, Christ-like in my goodness, Christ-like in my faith, Christ-like in my kindness. Maybe one of those just speaks to you today. Maybe in the craziness of our world, maybe kindness or goodness, or truth-telling, or peace, or self-control has just drifted. And maybe just by saying that, you will start to allow God and His Spirit to begin to remind you that our goal is not to be like Mike, not to be like some anchor person or someone on Twitter or someone who's a celebrity as good and as an image bearers. They might be our Job and sole responsibility as Christ followers is to follow the example of Christ so that we may become more Christ like. Heartland, I love you. And I believe that more than ever, if we can choose to be Christ like in the attributes and the values that Jesus stood for and modeled, the better our world will be, and the better our lives will be. Much love, grace, and peace. You've been listening to Teaching Pastor Steve Carter with Part 6 of the series, Out of Style. You can experience all of the messages in this series by going to heartland.cc and clicking on the watch page or go to our YouTube channel at Heartland CC Rockford. You can also watch them on the Heartland CC app. Thanks for listening.